We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell. Tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkins. Yes. They did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? Does the music not speak for itself right now, baby? We're here live on Twitter Spaces right after that Lions and Cardinals football game. Wow, unbelievable. The Lions didn't just win this football game. They they beat the ass of the Arizona Cardinals. They killed the Arizona Cardinals today. I can't even speak right now. I'm speechless. Celebrate good times. Let's go! Just as the music music says. Celebrate good times. They dominated, though, man. Let's go! Both sides of the ball, especially the trenches. We talked about that, man. Their O-line was weak. They couldn't stop the run, and we took advantage of all that. Man, I'm just going to let the music play for a second. Enjoy this. Enjoy this. Go, man. Let's go. Enjoy this, man. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's a good win for the Detroit Lions, man. That's a, that's just a really good win for that football team. Uh, they played spoiler. They played spoiler today versus the Arizona Cardinals. You couldn't ask for much more, man. They dominated them in every phase of the game. Defense, phenomenal. Offense, phenomenal. All right, Malcolm. I love the celebrate good times, but let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into it, man. Let's go, man. Let's Woo! get into the game. Let's get into the game. All right. Let's start off with this Lions offense. And, uh, wow. I mean, they came in with the perfect game plan today. You know, they, they saw a weak interior defensive line. They saw a weakness at corner today. And the Lions took advantage of that. And that's something that we could, we've been rarely, you know, been able to say. And the Lions did that today. And you saw a coming out party from Craig Reynolds today. That's just a humongous win. That's a humongous win and a humongous confidence booster for this locker room. Uh, you just beat a team that was in the number one seat for a very long time in the NFC. You played spoiler. That is a humongous win. I can't say it enough how humongous that win is. And you just saw a coming out party for more guys today. Uh, Craig Reynolds, just another week of 
him doing his thing, and he got over 100 yards rushing today. The Lions offensive line was bullying people today, and the run game was getting going. And it started with Craig Reynolds, man. I mean, you saw the foundation that the Lions wanted to build today, and something when they when they expect to be good, you see that foundation that they want to build, and you saw a good example of that today. And as a Lions fan, you got to be ultimately excited. You just got to be excited for that. That that is a humongous win, boys. You saw that game. You saw the Lions' offense. Where do we start? I mean, that is. You saw the foundation built today. Yeah, Tyler. Uh, before coming in, we talked about this, right? Their corners are weak. They can't stop the run, get the running game going, get the play action going. And that's what they did today. And then they pretty much did whatever the hell they wanted on offense. Jared Goff was efficient, no picks, 21 for 26. We talked about penalties. They didn't have that many penalties on offense. Um, overall, just they played they played almost perfect football. Mm-hmm. And, and I tweeted this. I tweeted this that the Lions are now building a foundation where they could have any running back and it's going to work. They are doing that. They're absolutely doing that with this offensive line. This is without Frank Rag now. I, I just want to stop you real quick. Uh, anybody except Godwin and Kubike. Just, just, let's, anybody except I, him. I, I didn't want to get into the negatives right now, but yes. <laughs> no, but keep going. Keep going. Keep going. No, that, that's all I got. That's all I got. The Lions are building a foundation with this offensive line that anybody could run that ball, and they're going to get positive yards. That's exactly what they're doing. That was the goal when Holmes got hired and Campbell got hired, that that was the identity they wanted to build. And to finally see it happen in person or like just with my own two eyes, it's just very encouraging. And it might have been late, but better late than never. Man, this game got me so damn emotional right now. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe it, man. Like like this, this, this game, this offense, man. Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. Where the where, – where does Dan Campbell come from? This Dan Campbell's going on the right place. I, I, I'm I'm still in shock. I, I, I'm I'm still in shock. I'm, I told you about Maron St. Brown, man. This this kid is coming on his own, and I didn't even know that. I mean, it shocked the hell out of me that he has a record right now for most receptions as a rookie, out of all these elite receivers we had. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the Calvin Johnsons, you know, the Roy Williams, all these guys that we had. And he ha- he's holding the record for the most reception as a rookie. Oh man, I'm so I'm so hyped right now, man. I'm so I'm so proud of these guys. Yeah, you know, there's one thing to have a good coach game and and call the right plays, which they absolutely did today. But then there's another thing where the players just come out and execute the game plan and actually come up with the win. And that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did today. You know, the, the Cardinals, I I think came in. I, I don't know if it was overconfident or what it was, but that was just – I don't know what that was. They they, they might have took the Lions under for granted. I, I, I don't know what the Cardinals' identity was today. They had a lot of matchups that they could have taken advantage of today, and they just did not do that. And I want to shift gears to the defensive side of the ball a little bit. We were very concerned about the outside corner spot today with all the COVID cases around the week and didn't know who the hell it was going to be until the last five minutes of the game started. And I found out it was Will Harris. And I'm going to give credit where credit's due. First of all, credit to Aaron Glenn for getting those boys ready and, you know, calling a hell of a game defensively. And then another credit to the players again for executing a game plan and playing your asses off versus a very, very high-powered, good Arizona Cardinals offense. They stopped them. They stopped them to zero points in the first half. That is very, very, very impressive 
for not, you know, you could have a great defense, and that's very impressive. With who you're rolling out there, that's even more impressive to the guy who's calling the plays and the guys who are on the field executing the game plan. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, yet I'm ready. Um, we talked about before the show, Will Harris, probably not ideal, but man, he grew just wrong today. He played well. He had a couple of PBUs. Um, he did have a PI, though. It's fine, right? First time playing corner. I thought he played solid. I agree, man. Will Harris was really good today. Shocked the hell out of me playing that outside cornerback spot. And with who he was going up against, it wasn't like, you know, Will Harris was playing some practice squad receivers. He was going against guys like, yeah, Christian Kirk, or it was a lot of Antonio Wesley, who was a very solid receiver. But regardless, I mean, very impressive, man. Like I, 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 I'm shocked right now of how good the Lions executed the game plan and how they ended up playing the game. And it even looked at some point during that game after that, you know, when the second half started and when Goddard Ikebuke fumbled the ball, it looked like it was like, here we go again. The script is starting to fall in place like how it always is. But the Lions didn't fall apart. They did not fall apart. What they did was they got an interception right after and scored a touch on the next play. They flipped the script today from the SOL, the same old lines. They didn't have an SOL game today at all. This was a different team today. Man, man, oh, man. You know what? I, I will say this. I was, you know, in the pregame, we, we all heard my reaction when, when I found out that our starting corner was going to be Will Harris. I was scared. Okay, we all know. I'm pretty sure you were scared. Everybody. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one that was like, "Oh shit, this is the situation that's happening right now." But um, man, he. You know what? Uh, before, yeah, some credit to Will Harris, but God damn it, Aaron Glenn for goddamn president. He needs to be. He, we need to build a statue of of Aaron Glenn, right? That Aaron <laughs> Glenn, <laughs> Aaron Glenn is the goddamn like what he's doing in Detroit. Is, and I get people are saying that this whole thing, people are saying, yeah, this guy, I mean, I get it. You know, he's with the Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Lions are, right now, they're 2-11-1. and one. He shouldn't be considered as a head coach. But if you're if you're a team that's looking for a guy, a leader, you just got to take a look and turn on the film and see what he's doing to these young men. He's dealing with, you know, it's like, it's like if you're playing spades. I'm not sure if y'all boys play spades. If you have a bad hand, you just have – Bad hand, and you're playing against, and the person you're playing against had nothing but spades, and you still come on top and win. You know what you're doing. This guy, Aaron Glenn, knows what he's doing. Okay, the, the Aaron Glenn. Uh, shout out to Aaron Glenn, man. That's all you I'm know, say. Shout, shout out to Aaron Glenn. Something with Aaron Glenn with his traits as well. Like you mentioned that he's a great leader, but he's a great XOs type of guy, man. He comes in with a very good game plan almost every single week. At least what I've seen this year of him being a defensive coordinator for the first time and, you know, being the first time kind of doing the X's and O's because, you know, he was a DB's coach in New Orleans and this is the first time he's actually going to be calling plays. He comes in with the perfect game plan. I, I want to say perfect, but like it comes in with a very good game plan every single week and, it, and it's consistent. You know, he, he brings in, brings in different things into every week. He's not a stubborn coach where he's going to stick to one thing every week. And that's a big credit to Dan Campbell for finding that talent and hiring him to be a defensive coordinator, taking a chance. And then, obviously, another credit to Aaron Glenn for being the guy that he is and being able to adjust on the fly with whatever personnel that you have. He doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, man, it's just unbelievable. And, and someone else I want to give a credit on this defensive staff who's been really coming on to his own 
you know, all year, but, he, you know, he had a little dry spell and he's coming back to his own a little bit these last couple of weeks. Charles Harris, man. Charles Harris has been a Ooh. wrecking ball. I mean, yeah. it's been hard to stop him for these offensive linemen. You know, the Vikings had a tough time stopping him. And, you know, today they, they had a tough time stopping him. And when you have a quarterback like Kyler Murray who could escape the pocket very easily, they limited that. He didn't. Did he escape at all today? Did Murray even escape no. today? No, no, Mm-mm. they they contained him pretty well. Mm-mm. That is very very impressive. Starting off with your edge rushers, I I, I have no words, man. I have no words. Yeah, um, every time he every time he tried, he ran into Charles Harris. Yeah, yeah. Harris had a, a one and a half sacks and three tackles for us. I also want to give a shout out to Jalen Reese Maybach. I thought he had his best game as a Lion today. Yeah. He played out of his mind. That's, that's what I'm talking about, man. This is what I'm, and this is what I'm talking about with Aaron Glenn. Seeing these guys, Jalen Reeves may even been on our roster for five goddamn years. Five goddamn years we did not use this guy not one damn time on defense. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Just take a look at him. Look what he's doing. Yeah, and then and also um, the guy they signed off the street, Brady Breeze, he had a nice play along with A.J. Parker on that one throw in the end zone. Yeah. So yeah. you had everyone stepping up today. Yeah, and something that we want to see before the year because we knew the personnel wasn't great. We knew we didn't have the greatest players on the field to, to win many football games. And it seemed like especially around November and maybe late October where it seemed like we were losing these games on the coaching staff. And that was just something that we did not expect coming into the year. This is what I expected. Not to win these games, but to get the best out of these guys and compete every single game. And if you lose off a close game, you lose off a close game. You lose off one play, you lose off one play. But what I wanted to see from this team this year was just play your asses off. Play your asses off every single play. I don't care who you are, where you came from, play your ass off. And that's exactly what they did today. They, they, had, that, they had that you know motivation today. It, it didn't matter who was playing. And it didn't matter where they were playing on the field. They went out there, executed the game plan, and played really, really well. And that's what I want to see out of the coaching staff. Get the best out of your guys. And today, like Pierre said, everyone balled out for the Lions today. And, you know, Aaron Glenn, Campbell, they got the best out of all their guys today. Every single guy, outside of maybe Gary Kapuke, got the best out of them today. Yeah. Um, We also talked about before the show started controlling the ball. And right from the jump, I believe he tried the ball for a little more than eight minutes. Eight was nine. It was like nine. It yeah, was close to nine. Oh, it was close to nine. Okay, so we talked about that, man. And that kind of got like the Cardinals sort of like messed up on offense because they had a drive. They went three and out. And then Detroit controlled more clock. And then they had another drive. I believe they went three and out. So that kind of messes with the rhythm of an offense too, especially when they're without their best playmaker in DeAndre Hopkins. So I thought yeah. that was a great job with Detroit. I think I think it was a, a lot of it of that, and a part of it is that Cliff Kingsbury sucks. I think he's just a horrible coach. I think he's a terrible. I mean, you look at his look at his, like what he's done since he's been in the in the NFL. I mean, he does this all the time. I think last year they started five and two, and what happens? They had a meltdown at the end of the year. Right now, you know, looking at the last few games, they're they're three and four, and then like their last the next three games are pretty tough. So he might have another meltdown. This guy just sucks. He don't know how to um, get these guys ready to close out the season. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is hella sus. I think if it weren't for Kyler Murray, he would not even have a job right now. I don't know if that's a bold take or not. I just don't think he's a good guy. No. I, what, I think he's very yo, suspect. Tyler, Tyler, what did I say he was when he got first hired? I, I agreed with you. 
I agree with you. He's a, he's a college coordinator. <laughs> he's a he's a college offensive. He's not a college. He's not an NFL head coach. He's a college offensive coordinator. And I, I said that's when he first got hired. And I agree with you. I've never yeah. liked Cliff Kingsbury, and, and like I know the wins look good right now. I mean, he's ten and four right now, and had you know those guys obviously number one for a while. But this is a, a very fraudulent team. You could just it's tell, just, man. Like once it comes playoff show. time, Kingsbury's going to get out coached by you know a great coach or just a good coach. I mean, you, you see it. Just throughout this season. And, yeah, I'm with you, Malcolm. He's not a very good coach. He's very suspect. Yeah, like, I didn't get why he kicked a field goal. It was, like, 20, what is it, 24 to 3 or 21 to 3? I forgot what the score was. Um, it, was it was 24 to 3, I think. So, he kicks a field goal. I mean, that's still, like, a three-possession game. So, just go for it. Like, a field goal doesn't do nothing for you. Whatever, though, I'm not, I mean. And, and he went for it early in the game when it was like 10 0. He went for it on fourth down. Right. Which, okay. <laughs> that one didn't dumb, make dumb, sense, dumb. if anything. I don't know, man. Um, and also, I want to mention one thing. It's, we're going on with kicking. Riley Patterson, dude. Do we have a kicker? I think yeah. so. Yeah, man. He's, he's the guy now. He's sign accurate, him up. dude. He's yeah, accurate. Sign him man. Up. He, he's it. This is, he's it. I that's think a guy. That's a big sigh of relief if Riley Patterson could be that guy. That's a big sigh of relief because that was a huge question mark coming into the season, and it was a huge question mark all, all the way up to November probably. And since his guys came in, you know, he, he's been very accurate. He's made some long kicks. He doesn't give me a scare. Like when I see Riley Patterson, he's not like one of those kickers where he's barely making them. He, he's hitting them right down the middle with a lot of power. Right. That's a yeah. great thing to see. Um, another thing is, too, Malcolm's bold prediction was uh, – Malcolm, go ahead and say it, bro. That was your prediction. Yeah, I mean, I did have a bold prediction that um, Craig Reynolds will be a 100-yard a, a rusher in this game. Um, and, yeah, he broke out for, what, 107? It was uh, 112. 26 112. 112. 4.3. Let's go, man. Yeah. Let's go, man. I, you see it in him, man. This guy, his vision and the way he – Breaks tackles and makes him first man miss. Is it's impressive, man. He's I, I don't know if he's our best runner in between the tackles runner. This is gonna be a debate, like what's gonna what they're gonna do at the end of this end of the season. Because I, he's I cheap. I think he's better than Jamal Williams. He is. And if you use a combo between him and Swift and have, oh man, that'll be that'll be that'll be nice. This is exactly what I'm talking about. You don't need to pay a running back in this system. At least that's what they're showing right now. You could use anybody. Uh, uh, unless, uh, 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 ex- um, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm not seeing. You know what I mean. <laughs> not, not literally anybody. Like I can't go. I God. can't go out there and just run. No, I, you know what I mean. Like he, no, I would just say anybody except Godwin. Godwin and Kabik. Like what the hell is going? Why are they still giving this guy carries? I don't think he's getting any more carries. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. Like that was it. Like, all right, one. I thought maybe he had a bad game last week. I was like, all right, you fumble once. You act, I call it 1.5 because that second one should have been a goddamn fumble. All right. But he does it again. Like, oh, no. I was like, yo, this guy is like a momentum sucker. Like, he kills the momentum. Like, what Dude, is Dude, I thought, I thought, no, no more. I thought no more. once he fumbled, I thought, <laughs> I'm like, here we go. Here we go again. If they would have scored, if they would have scored, it would have been yeah. a ball game. But thank, thankfully to Monty, man. I mean, making gay. Monty, that was a beautiful pick. That was a beautiful. That was that was his best interception all year. Yeah, H- hands down. 100%. Six interceptions. He read that play like a glove, and he just went for it. 
Man. I, what what's the deal with the money? What do you think we do with the money now? I know he's had he has another year with us, but I mean if he continues to do this stuff. If he, if he had another if he had another six interception year next year, I think you we, gotta pay him. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta pay him? But you gotta pay him, man. You I mean, and something with the money as well. I don't hold up. Let me just do this to be cautious. You guys hear that? I'm knocking, right? Yeah, what we about to say? He's been healthy his whole career. Oh, shit. Why would you say that, man? <laughs> yeah, God damn, Tyler. Why would you bring that up? That That's another reason why I would pay him. He has n- Watch. Consistent. If something happens to Amani next week, Tyler. He has not got hurt. Why did I don't, say that? I should have asked him. I don't know. Why would you even bring that up? Nobody's even thinking about that. Who was thinking? Who had that on their mind? Who thought about that? I'm Nobody. Just, I'm just Tyler. saying. Like, he's a, that's another reason why I, I pay him. He's balling out and he stays healthy. Yeah, okay. he's consistent. I man. mean, I mean, look at it that way. All right, cool. All right, so, so yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's, he's here, he's available for now. Especially hopefully. with this Lions corner, every corner's gotten hurt this year. Has been on COVID list. He's the only one who has not. Right. You know what? That, that 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 is true. Every little no, I like. I'm not even trying to be like sarcastic. Every single corner: Jerry Jacobs out, AJ Parker missed time, Jeff Okuda out for the year. Uh, who else am I missing? Uh, we've had so many corners. I'm missing some, I, but uh, and our Nicole, Mr. Mr. Pr- Mr. Price, Bobby Mr. Price, Mr. Nicole Roby Coleman, Ifatima Lafanu. I mean, the list goes on. He's the AJ I Parker. That, yeah, yo, what is he doing? Amani, what they they need to all they need to like find out what the hell Amani's, he's doing. His condition. He's the only one who has not had COVID, which I mean, you can't predict that, but and has not gotten hurt. He's the only corner. You know what? We need to bring him back on the show, which we had him on. Like, when did we have him on? Uh, right before the season. I think his rookie year. His rookie, his rookie year. So we need to have him back on the show, and we need to ask him, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what is he doing to stay to, to stay from not getting sick, away from COVID, and 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 not getting injured? This guy is, wow. Yeah. Not, you actually bring up a really good point, Tyler. Man. man. All right. That's what's up, that, man. That, that, yeah. All right, you want you want to bring some people on? Let's 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 share the excitement. Yeah, let's share the excitement. All right, um, you can send your request now. All right, I'm gonna say that again. That was bad timing. All right, uh, you can send your request now. God damn it, didn't work. If you want to, if you want to come in, come up and speak and celebrate with us, just send a request. We'll let you up. And nope, oh, we got one. We got one. Rock. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Anonymous. Hell yeah, fellas. Let's go, go man. A good one. Let's go, a man. Let's yeah. go. Yo, I'll be quick. I'm excited for this uh, win. Uh, I'm more excited to keep a high draft pick, but I think what, with uh, the improvement of this team overall and golf since they got Josh Reynolds, you got to have that. Since Josh Reynolds has been there, golf has been looking a lot solid. But they're going to attract more free agents now. And that's what I'm more excited for going on in the next season. Because, you know, you hear, you know, the kneecap biting and all that aside, there's a perception out there that people want to play for Campbell. He's the type of coach that people want to play for. If he right. knows how to manage a game and if he knows how to actually coach a game, for lack of better words. I think he's been proving that throughout this season. They've got some tough breaks, you know, these long, you know, these late second wins. I mean, late second losses with these 66-yard field goals, et cetera. Uh, you know, he's putting it all out on the line. He's going for it a little bit more often, even though I think he's going to reel that in once he actually has a good team to actually win. He's not going to be doing that. But I think that he's laying a foundation that's going to attract more free agents in the future. And I think the Lions, mark my words, remember this, the Lions next year will be in a position to compete for the division with a good draft class and a good free agent class. I think they can compete next year. Um, still a little early. You still have a lot of things to to clean up and fix. And with the cap, it opens up a little bit, but not ultimately. I, I think 2023 would be the year where they would expect to compete. I think that's the way they look at it with Holmes and, and the coaching staff. Yeah, they, they gave them a six-year deal. So it's not like a fix. It's not like a one-year fix. I mean, if they could do that, that that'd be impressive, right? Yeah. But, but as far as the foundation being built – yeah, exactly. They are building that foundation. I, I think as far as a free agent destination, I don't think they're necessarily that spot just yet. Uh, just because, you know, it's still the end of the day. It's still a two-win football team. But I agree with you. They're building a foundation. And I think people will take note of that for sure. Money talks too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to open up the pay, the, um, their uh, checkbook. checkbook. Yeah. But – um. But just think about it. The Bears and the Vikings are going backwards. The Packers might be losing Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers next season. Yep. I think this division is going to be wide, more wide open than you expect. It's going to be a weak division, but I think the Lions are going to be right there willing to compete, assuming that they have another good draft class to, to stack on top of this previous draft class. And if they open up that checkbook and sign some good free agents, I think that they'll be there next year, willing, like right in the driver's seat to compete. Not saying they'll win it, but I think they'll be right there. I mean, I hope it's possible. Hope. Yeah, it's very possible. But for some reason, like I have this thing in my gut, as far as the whole Aaron Rodgers and the Packers situation, the same exact I don't way. think he's going. In, I, I don't think I he's feel going the anywhere. Same exact way. He's not going anywhere. They're gonna. It's gonna be like, hey, let's just run the let's run the band back. We're gonna be, we're, you know, we had fun this year. Let's just run it back. I just, I feel it's coming already. Yeah, I mean, like it has been like since he's been back. There's been no drama. But, I mean, look yeah. like it seems like everything has been has they're been winning repaired. football games. See, they're winning football games. No, they lose like badly and like in probably like an NFC championship. It's a, it, it could be a wrap. But if they go end up going to the Super Bowl or something, yeah, he's hundred percent coming back. If they go to the Super Bowl, win or loss, I think he's. Coming I can back. see him altering his decision as well. 
I think it depends, right? Like, if he tells them to go out and sign some guys and they don't do that, or if they, like, they kind of don't re-sign Devontae Adams and he's still here, for example, mm-hmm. I think that would piss I him agree. off. I think they're going to – they, they have it, to it cater would. to him now for sure. I mean, I think – I not to get too off topic, but for the Packers, like, you have to cater to this guy. Like, you have an, a true opportunity to win, and when when you have an opportunity to win the NFL, you just have to you, – you have to do it. You gotta right. go all in, and which they haven't. It seems like they haven't really done that. They haven't like really gone all in. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think I think Devonta Adams is tied in with Rogers. I think if Rogers stays, I think I think if Adams stays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a package deal. I agree. Yeah, yeah I think they're a package I agree, deal. 100%. If, yep, if if Rogers leaves, Adams is gone. If they stay, if Rogers stays, you know he's gonna stay there. So that's that's what's gonna happen. But yeah. I'm like, hey, quick question though. What do I think about Campbell's play calling now? As, I love it. As far as the future uh, or just for now? I love it. I love it. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> I love like, it. Like, like, like are, are, are you speaking as far as a long term answer or just for now? No, his, no. his play calling over the last two, three games, his progress, I guess I'll oh, say. It's, it's, the progress of Dave Campbell's play calling. So it's far. been really good. I, it. I like it a lot. But I I still don't think he should be the full-time play caller. Shoot. I'll say this. There hasn't been that many issues we saw like when he first started uh, calling plays. Um, if he continues to improve every week, if he wants it, he could keep doing it. He's doing a good job at you, it. You know who I give a lot of credit to? It's since Ben, ben, yeah, Johnson. ben Johnson since he's taken over. I mean, he, he's – or not taken over, but having a bigger say into the offense. I mean, since he's, you know, put his say into the offense, there's been a lot more motion plays, taking more shots downfield. I think if that's something you want to look at, maybe promote within, I think that's a more likely scenario I would like more than Dan Campbell taking over full-time because – I kind of want just Dan Campbell to just, you know, watch the game and be a coach for me instead of being the play caller where he just doesn't have to be overwhelmed when the game starts, you know, taking place. And I think that's where we can get the best out of our our coach and, you know, maybe having a different play caller. If that's Ben Johnson, I'm fine with it. I'm 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 decide that he wants to keep doing this. I'm okay with it. And the reason why I'm saying this is because. I'd rather have them learn now and, and the, the style of play calling now because you got to look at it this way. Jerry Goff is going to be here next yeah. year. All right. This is so if he's comfortable with Dan Campbell calling the plays now, I'd rather have that continue than having a having a switch. And we all might take longer to adjust than they anticipated. So if they could just keep things rolling as it is now and take that to next year, I, I'm okay with it. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, right now he's he's learning he's learning how to do both. Yeah. And gr- the great coaches they do both. So if he can, you know, if he continues to learn how to do both, I'm fine with it. I mean, you could be a very good coach in like a Mike Vrabel and sit back and coach a game, then have your play college take over the offense. You can, or you could be like Sean Payton and be great and do both. Yeah, you could. Yeah, could do. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm okay completely if they want to promote within though. Um, just with the way that they're building, that they're you know their foundation. I like the foundation that they're building on offense. So, so there's one thing that um, that I remember mentioning at the beginning of the season um, that I said I'm interested in seeing some of the rookie mistakes that this uh, head coach and offensive coordinators make because because everyone's new in their positions. 
I remember saying that what what worries me is Dan Campbell being able to check his emotions because when you know you ride these games and you're new in this position you 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 ride the the roller coaster of emotions when you're high and when you're low and if you can keep an even kill and check your emotions and call a good gameplay that's what I was really looking for in the season and I think he's learning from that because we we've seen where he's going for it on fourth and short in his own um, territory. We've seen that happen you know, way too often, even though he came out in his press conference before the season started and said that he's the type of guy that likes to run the ball, control the clock, not go for it, even though the analytics may say so, Pierre. But, you know, he's he's kind of, you know, his, his original press conferences were saying that he's going to be a boring type of coach, right? And everyone was kind of worried about that in the beginning. But then when the season hit, He's making all these trick plays against the Rams. He's going for it in their own in their own territory. So I think he's at the end of this season, he's going to look back on this and he's going to grow as a coach and better check his emotions when he's in those critical situations. So I, I think we're seeing some progress from him as a play caller and as a head coach. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree. You're seeing it with the players, too. That's what you want to see in a rebuilding year, right? You want to see your coaches and players get better, and you're seeing that with the Lions right now, which is impressive. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got, fellas. Thanks, Anonymous. Have a, have a good Sunday, my man. Yep, see ya. All right, let me bring up – I know Monte wanted to come up and talk. Let's bring up the Rams oh, uh, fan, he's, Monte. He's going to love this Jared Goff discussion. <laughs> Monte, what's what's happening, man? Monte, are you there? There he is. Oh, I'm here. Yeah, I'm oh, you here, here right? Are you, are you, are you ready to say <laughs> I told? Are you ready to say I told you before you say I told you? Say wait, 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 wait. Before you say I told you, so we had a really good game for Jerry Goff. This is this is unfamiliar territory for us. We haven't seen this before. But go ahead, go say you told hey, us so. Go ahead. If you put the weapons around him, you call the right play. Golf can, I, let, let me. I, I made Ram fans mad on Twitter with this. Let me say this: two things. Golf will win more in Detroit than Stafford will with the Rams over the, the lifetime of their contract. And oh no, Monte, and, stop oh, it! And Stafford is a better thrower of the football than Golf, no doubt. But I'm not sure he he's is. a better quarterback. Monte, I'm just serious. I've watched Golf was fuck for five years. And so, Monty, you didn't like the trade? No, didn't like the trade. Why would <laughs> I like a trade for a quarterback who, who's been in the Detroit for 12 years and never won his division? Forget anything else. He just never won a division. How you not win a division? Rex Grossman won the division. So, I mean, did you see the talent that was around Stafford uh, all oh, these yeah, years yeah. And, and, the, and, the co- and the coaching staff that was around Stafford well, all these about, years? I don't know about coaching staff, but he's had talent. He has talent. He has had team. talent, but have you seen the coaching? Well, no, I, I didn't really pay attention. I didn't pay attention to those oh one God. o'clock Lions games until now. So fair enough. So I, I don't know about the coaching, but I've seen golf with good coaching and good plays, and he produces. So I never liked the trade. So this is Jared Goff, who you're going to see. He's going to have bad games, but every quarterback has bad games. You see Kyler Murray out there today. You see, yeah, absolutely. Every quarterback, every quarterback has bad yeah. games. I mean, that's understandable. But this is Jared Goff's one. That. But this is Jared Goff's one good game. Yeah, well, this is his first good game. I mean, again, you're only as good as the players around you, right? 
And but it's been the same players. These yeah, are the same players. No, it's have... not like we we. I mean, we got Josh Reynolds now, well, but he's been here for about a month now. And, but everyone else is the same. Well, and they Brown wasn't that, like, able to get a lot of play time. early on. And he's a rookie, so he had to be brought up, brought up, probably brought along slowly. And I think the switch from Anthony Lynn to um, Ben Johnson is, is the wonder um, for uh, for this team. So you know, not, uh, Johnson, not the OC. He's helping the signing the place, yeah, but the OC yeah, is Campbell. Yeah, he, well, the OC, I mean, technically, and technically Anthony Lynn, but what's his name? Is the play card? Yeah, the play card. Yeah, the, Dan, the play card. Monte, man, let me. Um, man, I can't believe can't believe saying this. I'm about to give you a history lesson on um, Matthew Stafford, bro. Wait, what the hell is going on, Monte? Are you in the? Are you on the road? Monte? No, I'm in the supermarket. I'm totally. in the supermarket. Delicious. Oh, this is oh, totally. You on the self checkout? Yeah, you know it. <laughs> This man, all I hear is two one ninety nine. I thought he was looking at hospital. Two ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, man. Listen, because Stafford is, is. I'm watching him play, and he's you know he's a good quarterback, but he isn't doing anything that golf didn't already do, right? I, oh, I'm not man. doing anything different. Um, he throw better right. passes, no doubt, but he not nothing you know totally different. So. So let me, let me give you let me give you let me give you a history lesson about Zafford, all right? Because I get it, he had to win, right? Right. right. What is going on, Monte? <laughs> <laughs> just pay, just pay the machine, Monte. Monte just paid the machine. He, he muted, he muted himself. He muted okay. himself. <laughs> so so Matthew Stafford, all right? We know he had one in Detroit, but you gotta look at what what Matthew Stafford was dealt with, all right? So Matthew Stafford came as a lion. Inheriting a 0 and 16 Detroit Lions team, and before that he probably won two games. Before that, and the year before that he probably won three games. So Detroit Lions in the early 2000s hasn't won probably, if you tally up from 2000 to 2010, he probably won 10 games. That's how bad the Detroit Lions were in the early 2000s. No doubt. Thank you for shopping at but, um, Please remember this is not all on me. What? This is beyond me, Monty. This, this guy's the middle <laughs> of Kroger, paying for his asparagus and floss. <laughs> and, 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 and I have to hear this. Listen, it's not all on Stafford. I'm not saying it. I'm dying right I'm now, bro. It's all on him. But at some point, uh, it was on him, right? And golf went to No, not really, no, man. Oh, God, look, I'm a this is the thing. All right, all right, you're a Rams fan. Fine, I'm gonna ask you this bro. question. I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you this question. Just, just ask you one question. With Jared Goff, how many 100 yard rushers had Goff had, um in in games as a Ram? How many 100 yard rushers? And he had Todd Gurley, so he probably had in a season probably had 16 1600 yard rushers. Am I am I am I, am I right or wrong? 16, but no, Goff Gurley was a big part of the uh, the offense. But I will counter with this: in a playoff against New Orleans, um, Gurley was 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 clearly injured. He had no cut for the whole playoff series. Down 13 nothing to get in in New Orleans, and he brought them back on his arm. I I get that, but how many hundred yard rushes have Jared Goff had? He had a lot. In he had a lot. Matthew Stafford in eleven years had ten. Okay. Ten. ten. And you know not, and, not one season. And, and ten rec- all together. And you know what his record is when he's had those hundred yard rushers? What is it? Nine and one. Nine and one. He's not. He's nine and one when he had a hundred yard rushers. Well, he, he hasn't had a hundred yard rushes so far with the Rams. So far, and he's right? winning. Exactly. He's he's a winner. Well, but he he had, he had he had he has a competent coach. Right. He has a competent defense. No doubt. He has he has playmakers yes, around sir. him. But in Detroit, 
I mean, you, if you you say okay, maybe he had a competent defense. You took a, you look at 2014. Yeah. You're like okay, maybe. But besides that, he's been ranked 31st, 20th, 28th, 29th. And, and, his running and, game, his running offense, ranked 29th, 30th, 31st. It's not his. I'm not putting so, it all so, on Stafford. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's all on him. Just like you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to compare um, Golf and Stafford totally. They, you know, like I said, Stafford's much better thrower of the ball. My point is that Golf is not a bridge quarterback. If you want, because trust me, trying to find a quarterback is hard. So if you got it a is. quarterback who can win for you, who quarterback who took his team to the Super Bowl, there's no reason why he can't do it again if you put the proper pieces around him. Because no quarterback goes to the Super Bowl without a great team. At all, ever. Everybody got to Let's be honest, though, too. In, in LA, McVay would basically like tell him what to do with the football. I think like, that was a little bit overrated. I think it might have happened the first season. But you got to remember, golf went to the Super Bowl against Bill Belichick in his third year. Belichick makes every. That's not necessarily all golf, though. It's not they all had a golf. football team. They were stacked. Yeah, I, think that's the that, I think that's the point that Monte's making that you. Have a good football team. Yeah, but that's, you can make that argument for almost anybody. But, but no, you don't want to have a you don't want to have a trailer. You want to have a truck. You want to have a guy who can carry the team. You don't want to. Well, why? Why has Aaron? But well, listen, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford are the two best throws of the football. Yet they have one Super Bowl between Patrick Mahomes. But they got one Super Bowl, right? Tom Brady is not a great thrower of the ball compared to those guys, but he has more Super Bowl because he has a better team. So if you got a good quarterback and you put a good team around him, you'll win. Aaron Rodgers has dominated his division, but he got one Super Bowl. He loses at home in the NFC Championship all the time. Eli Manning, not, not a great thrower of the football, is 500 for his career and has over okay, 200 Monty, interceptions, Monty. has two Super Bowl wins. So what I'm Monty, yeah, a, a, a win of a Super Bowl is not a quarterback stat. It's a football team. The yeah. football, yes. the, the New York Giants won the Super Bowl. The New England Patriots won the Super Bowl. Yes. The Philadelphia yeah. Eagles won the Super yes. Bowl. It's yeah. not Tom Brady, not all Nick Foles. Jared Goff going to the Super Bowl was the Los Angeles Rams going to the Super Bowl, not Jared Goff leading the Rams to the Super Bowl. It was the Los Angeles Rams going to the Super Bowl. Well, no, but, but listen, but, but this quarterback get too much credit and too much blame, but they make the most money. So it is about the quarterback at the sure. end of the day, right? Like it, it, A lot of it is. Right. Yes. So what I'm saying is you have a good quarterback. If you put pieces around him, you will win with him. That's, that's, that's the only we'll thing. See. Put, 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 put pieces around them. Let's say win. this. Let, let's do this. Let's do this. I mean, Jared Goff is definitely going to be in next year. Yes, sir. Year. All right. Let's give, let's give him another chance. Let's see what he's he does next year. He's not a good quarterback. Year. How, how do you say he's not a good quarterback? <laughs> he's, he, 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 he's won his division. Sean McVay would agree with me. He's not a good that's quarterback. Not, that's not true. They paid him. Right, I don't know what happened after that. You, I think he regretted you, it. I, that's but why but he you don't him. do that, right? He took you to the Super Bowl and you paid him. You can't say he's not a good quarterback. Like that's 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 lunacy to say he's not a good quarterback. But that's basically what they did. They traded right. the first round picks and, to get and rid I, of him. And I think this was a mistake, and, and, and the mistake is going to manifest itself next year when, when they have to cut all those plays because they're taking the cap hit. I don't think it, you think the you think the Rams are regretting this trade right no, now. No, they don't regret no. it. I I don't think it. Not, I think they right will. Now. Right, if they get bounced uh, in the but, first round yeah, look, against Dallas, they they will regret the trade. They won't never say it. Yeah, 
they, you can't say it. But if they don't make 100%. it to the Super Bowl, at least the NFC Championship, it is not a good trade because golf one average eleven wins a year. Yeah, no, that's fair. You brought that Stafford. Is, that to is get, fair. You, yeah, you brought Stafford to get you over the right. Hump, but. I think I think we could agree that the Rams are a better team with Matthew Stafford than Jared Goff, and that they are a more competitive team with Matthew Stafford. I know you guys went to the playoffs with Jared Goff, but me looking from the outside in, I, I look at this Rams team a lot more of as a threat than I did last year. Well, yeah. That. Well, last year That's was just, different, right? Because we didn't have Odell. We traded Brandon Cooks, which was a mistake, right? We had no take deep out threat. Odell. We had no deep threat last year at all. None. We had Cup, we had Woods, and we have and they didn't, he didn't even play Van Jefferson last year. He played Josh Reynolds, and none of those guys scare anybody, right? Yeah. So, it, so you had to, golf had to get used to not having a, a deep threat, and yeah, he made mistakes and he had a down year. But if you look at Mahomes, and I'm not comparing him to Mahomes, Mahomes threw 55 touchdown passes, one MVP. The next year he threw 26. This year he's struggling a little bit. So quarterbacks they fluctuate up and down. And you gotta have a team around them to 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 steady the boat when when they are fluctuating a, a little bit. Now, are the Rams a more dangerous team this year? Of course they are, but maybe not because when you go to Green Bay or who else? Well, that's about it. Green Bay is the only cold weather team. They have no running game, right? No running game. Tyler, and if you don't run the let ball, me ask, let me ask Tyler. Yeah, ask me a question. Go ahead. Yeah, Tyler, let me ask you a question. What? What Rams team is more scarier to you right now? The this year's Rams or the two two thousand eighteen Rams? This team's Rams. Come this on. is the scariest Rams here. And and that's because of that's because of Matthew Stafford. You tripping. You tripping. Absolutely not. No, Matthew Stafford was right, a better team. We had girls. I, you can't he was often the player. Yeah, dog, yeah Charles Gurley was the best running back, had, best running back way, that year. I have I have a way better quarterback. I get that, but what was their record in 2018? They only lost like two games last year. No, we 13, 13 and three. And the last 13, yeah, and we three. took a, the last two, three weeks off because we already had everything cinched up. But you have overwhelming faith in Matt Stafford, who has not done it. Right. And I, because of the situation that he's he, been in. Guys, we're getting caught But he never here. won in the playoffs, right? Is, 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 no, this is a good topic. This is a good he, conversation he was we're talking about. Three right now. When he had the opportunity and he didn't get it done. All those games, he had the ball in his hand to win, and, and he didn't, and he didn't, and he didn't win, right? What did he do last week? What did he do last week on Monday Night Football? He played well, but to me, the MVP, the MVP, the, big the MVP of that game was Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald had three sacks and three holding penalties. Like Aaron Donald was the MVP. Maffrey played a good game, but I've seen Jared play a good game just like that against Minnesota. I've seen him play just like that against Arizona. So he, sure. here's what we're forgetting though, like. Arizona and Minnesota were both banged up, though, right? You, you got to mention that, too. Arizona was out two starting corners, and then um, I mean, Minnesota was out I their mean, starting linebacker. I, I mean, look who we were out with. I don't, I don't care about injuries right now. Injuries no, are right now because, because, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about, like, the play of the quarterback, though, and that matters. Right. Jared Goff has been going against better uh, competition. He struggled this year. Yeah, right. and I, th- I, th- I think a lot of that did factor into the play calling as well. You know, I, a, a lot of it did. Now I'm not saying Jared Goff is good. I'm not saying he's good. I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he's as bad as we've seen him being uh, as he was earlier this year. But I mean, let's just let's just let's just see what he does next year. I guess. I I, I guess. I, I mean. I don't well, know. yeah. Listen, like I said, you get a free agent wide receiver, you draft a a a a, a wide receiver, and with that running game and that offense offensive line, 
you will have a quarterback who you don't have to worry about. Will he drive you crazy on some games? Yeah, but every quarterback drives you crazy on some games. He but drives he you crazy is, all the time. <laughs> like, listen, you had a great arm quarterback and you didn't win, right? Now you got a good arm quarterback and he will win for you. Mark my words. I'm going to check in with you guys. We'll keep up. We'll, we'll, we'll keep up. When, we win, this, when we win the Super Bowl. I'm just going to tell you right now, Stafford's not the reason why we haven't won a division. He's not the reason at all. No. It's, it's, but, I mean, but there's a problem. Look at, he look wasn't at our organization. The that you did. Right. But he wasn't the reason that you did either. He's right? the reason why and we And sometimes when you're a court. Every single week, actually. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have Matt Stafford. all the time. Look, yeah, yeah, without the Stafford, the past few years, they haven't won a game without Stafford. I don't think they have. Yeah. Chase Daniel and David Blau didn't win a I game mean, every year when Stafford, Stafford went down. A healthy Stafford, you're guaranteed at least five, six wins a year, which is, like, in the grand scheme of things, not great. <laughs> not great. Okay, okay, hold it around. But him alone, as a quarterback, could win me five or six games with whatever roster you build out there. But that doesn't make sense. But that doesn't make sense, right? Right? Because now you have two and a half wins this year. And if you don't get the miracle against Baltimore, and then if they don't allow a 10-minute drive against Chicago, golf got you five wins. I mean, so what are we saying? Golf is not the like, reason why you won those games. Wins. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I'm not but saying – he won't be the reason why you lose those games either, sure. right? Monte, Monte, I'm going to say this, though. This culture staff that we have here – has right. been I've been a Lions fan since I've been a Lions fan since like nine it was ninety ninety eight it was Barry's last year when I was like oh my god Barry all right so I, I've been a fan since ninety eight this is the best coaching staff I've witnessed as a Lions fan by far by not not even close and and this is this this is a lot because this is Dan Campbell's rookie year as a coach and he yeah. fucked up a lot he had a, he messed up a lot this year no and for me to say this coaching staff with Aaron Glenn and I mean. What does Anthony Glenn do? I don't know. But him there, Dan Campbell, this is by far the best staff I've ever seen the Lions, Detroit Lions, ever had. Right. So right. this pays a fact. Like, I'm going to give you an example. If Jared Goff was our quarterback last year with Matt Patricia, we wouldn't win a goddamn game. Hell. Not one. Zero. Yep. None. None. We wouldn't win not one game last year if Jared Goff was our quarterback and Matt Patricia was our head coach with who's our, who's our OC? Oh, uh, David Bevel and who's the DC? Who's the DC? It wasn't Paul Pascaloni. It was the other guy. Corey Udlin. Corey Udlin. But if Goff had Galladay and Marvin Jones, he he would have won some games. He made him look a lot better. He would have won a game because you know what? You know why? Because our defense only played cover one and they couldn't stop a goddamn person. They couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't stop a high school team. Monty, to answer your question, Galladay and Jones don't really fit with Jared Goff. Goff likes those good route runners, and those guys are more deep threats. So I don't think those guys would have worked with Goff, Marvin Jones, and Kenny Galladay. I mean, I don't know, because you just throw it up, and I mean, I don't know. Well, I, want, I think I it's know. somebody, I it's think not it's somebody Goff's also credit Stafford. Stafford makes guys better than they actually are. Yeah, I mean, look at Galladay right now in New York. Look at Galladay. Look at Cooper Cup. Look how much his game is elevated with Matthew Stafford. Even Robert yes. Woods, before he went down, he was ball. Look at Odell. That's, 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 he's getting looks now. That's, he's getting touchdowns. He's pretty productive. That's, that's 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 true. Stafford elevates guys' games. He's a. I mean, Van Jefferson. Just look at Van. He's a, 
can we, can, you know what? Why are we talking? You know what? Why, can we just celebrate golf having a good goddamn game well, today? Monte wants to come in. Can yeah, we just we celebrate? Can talk about that. Hey, my, 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 can we just celebrate golf? And, not th- me, golf. And, and he wants to come what, in what, what, and tell me Jared Goff is better than Matt Stafford. So I'm sorry. I, I, I it took my. It, I had. I just had to talk about. It. How, how about we just talk about Jared Goff going <laughs> 20, 21 for twenty six, two hundred sixteen yards, three touchdowns, and no turnovers. He threw the ball down the field. It's a good game, but yeah. like, let's go. It's a good game, and I hate to take it away from him, but like, it, it, it took my mood down when we started comparing him to Stafford because it's not even close. It's not. That's why it took my mood down. Like, I, I hate to discredit golf because he was phenomenal today, but like, when we start comparing him to Matthew Stafford, what are we doing? You know what? This is like the this is like when people used to bring up um, LeBron, LeBron and Jordan, and this this is why I used to get so upset. This is the same thing. This is not LeBron and Jordan, though. This is two different things. Yeah, not even close to LeBron and Jordan. <laughs> By the way, Jordan's the for the day. Jordan, for the day, Jordan, it is. Jordan let it go. Let, let it let it let it be for the day, man. Jared Goff had a great game. Oh. He probably gonna be NFC Player of the Week again. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. NFC oh, Player of the Day. <laughs> you guys are making Stafford is like a better thrower, but I'm not convinced. <laughs> I'm not convinced that Stafford is a better quarterback because Stafford under pressure. Sucks just as bad as oh golf. Stop. Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, let's, uh, let's bring up different speakers. No. Now. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have fun. No. I'll check in with you. Hey, hey, Monte. Hey. hey, Monte. Hey, thanks for joining us, man. You're welcome What's to come that? on anytime, bro. We're, we're doing hey, you have a going, bro? As long as you got golf, I'm on the lion oh, train, baby. Yes, yeah, sir. We're doing this All right, All right Monte. Amazing. That. <laughs> let's see. We have we have another request. We have this. His name is Ballin uh, something. Hey, what's up, man? What's happening? Ballin Kobe. What's happening, man? You're muted. Unmute yourself. What's up, you guys? Hey. What's hey, man, man. I've been a up, big Kobe? fan of uh, Pierre for a minute, and I've been following him for, like, forever. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You've been a fan of Pierre. God yeah, damn it. man. Yeah, yeah, just Pierre. All right, hey, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Ask your question to goddamn sorry, Pierre. Man. Yeah, no, 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 no. Ask your question, Pierre. You're fine. No, no. Pierre, you had a question for you. What's up? I got a question. I was just going to say, when do we extend Charles Harris? Because that man is a monster. I'm just going to say it right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pierre. That's a good question. When when should we um extend Charles Harris? Um, They'll probably happen in the offseason, right? Malcolm is so petty. It's not just to Pierre, man. I'm just messing with you, man. Hey, man, but I couldn't you. do it without my guys, Tyler and Malcolm. Like, the podcast would be nothing without them. Oh, I'm so I, I really don't know. Like, I just, I just be seeing like, yeah, no, 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 you're good, man. His it's Detroit Lions, right. the stuff on IG, you know, been following that forever. So, appreciate me it. too, me too, man. Long All time. right, man, let's get off of this. But um, no, 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 you're good. Is that the only question you had? No, not really. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I was going to say how the Lions look a lot faster. Than usual. I don't know why. Like, last year we were looking because we looked so slow. Now, yes, you have, like, a little bit of speed to us. And our line, yes, have, like, third-string linebackers playing really good. I don't, like, I just want to know how you guys feel about that. Yeah. Um, it's because all the big, tumpy, slow, Giovanni uh, Tavai, and all the other big, stumpy, to- slow guys are gone. They got rid of them. If you if you're slow and you're not fast, you're not gonna be on this football team. They got right. rid of him. Uh, what's his, is that, uh, Collins, Collins, Jamie Collins, gone. Get him out of here. Javon Tavai, gone. Get him out of here. 
Yeah, they're big and slow. Yeah, those, those big guys are gone, and I think that our cornerback group with Amani, Jerry Jacobs, and Okuda is going to be nasty next year, especially if Okuda pans out. How I think he's going to pan out, but a lot of people, a lot of people try to count Okuda out, but I'm not counting them out yet. Wait, what are your thoughts on Okuda? Well, you think he's going to be able to bounce back, be that number one corner? I think he'll be a good number two next year because Amani's clearly our number one now. Ooh, yeah, that's a, that's some thoughts. Definitely. That, that, that's, that, that's, good, that's good stuff. Um, I, I mean, Amani's out here. I, I kind of see Amani's that. Amani's out here at practice squad corners still going crazy. So, you know, like he has to yeah, guard. He has, it's been very he has to get the best receiver on the team week in and week out. And he and he pretty much he shuts a lot of them down. I've noticed that he – I think I've seen a post where he has like a – he allows like a 54.5 passer rating. Like dude's been balling out this year. I don't, I don't think I understand how good he's been. He's been a beast. Well, he has, he has six interceptions this year? Yeah, six. Yeah, six. six? He's uh, second six. now. Second. Oh, he's Pro Bowl, man. Third in uh, interceptions. I think we... Pro Bowl him. I think he's second in the league in, in interceptions, No, right? J.C. has. Behind, J.C. Um... Jackson has seven. Oh, yes. Yeah, seven. yeah, J.C. Jackson's a stud. That's another guy I wanted to get in the uh, free agency, but it looks like we don't need him no more because, like, we got Jerry Jacobs, Amani, and Okuda. I yeah. hope I, and well, go, a, a big of that a big thing in that goes to um RB Pleasant, man. He's doing RB Pleasant did a phenomenal job with these guys as well, man. He got all these guys playing well above oh. their 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 uh I guess their their ceiling. Yeah, he got some he got all these guys playing above their ceiling. So yeah, good man. Kudos to Aubrey. Yeah, I, I didn't think Jerry Diggs was gonna be that good, but man, dude has been balling out. I thought AJ Parker was better at first, but you know, Jerry Jacobs, he came in. So came in for Bobby Price like week three. I thought it was I thought it was bad, but then he he showed up. He I, he's been a beast this year. I, I like I like all the young talent we have. I thought I thought we were gonna get blown out today because I seen like all these players were out. Tracy Walker was out. Melafonwu was out. Even the Gilbert cornerback we got from Pittsburgh's out. So I thought we were gonna get blown out, but our defense showed up today and I was shocked. Yeah. yeah Something with the corners, though, I want to bring up is Okuda ruptured his Achilles. Jerry Jacobs is out for nine months. Yeah. So I don't necessarily know if those guys will be ready next year, week one. Really? Damn. I thought. Yeah. You have to look at the reality of it. I, Whenever you have a ruptured Achilles, you lose your speed. And then Jerry Jacobs, a nine month injury. We'll see what happens. I didn't know he had a nine month injury. Dang. Yeah. Campbell said it the other day. Wow. I, yeah. So yeah, we probably I think we probably could go after a cornerback in free agency then. But possible. Man. But I think I think that the Lions are gonna win their next their next two games against Seattle and Atlanta. So I think that we should get Kyle Hamilton instead of the edge rushers. Let's let's look down a little. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it week by week and see where it ends up actually. Man, they they yeah, play they play yeah, like we'll that. See. They play like that again against Atlanta. They're blowing them out the water. I mean, Atlanta's that is a, a we'll that is a possibility. It's a possibility, but I say this all the time. This is the Lions' way. Yeah, they they. And what what what, what do I say? I say that in games that you kind of give them no shot, they either play really close or they end up winning, like we saw today. And then there's games that you think the Detroit Lions should win. Yeah, that Philly game. And and what what usually happens is they don't play like they did the week before. So we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, I mean, 
I want to get I want to get my guys' thoughts on this as, as far as like what if they continue to win. But yeah, usually what happens when you give them a shot to win, they end up losing. Yeah. No, but I mean, uh, we'll, but but but, but we'll Ballin, do, do, do you have any other questions? Oh man, uh, um, oh man, I'm good. You guys keep hey. keep up the good work and everything. I'm gonna keep following you guys and have a have a good night, man. Hey man, you too, bro. Hey, Sunday. thank you for joining us. You know, guys, yeah, before I bring up before I bring that speaker, I just want to ask this question, man, because this is gonna be on a lot of people's hearts, probably for the from now to the end of the season. All right, the Detroit Lions right now. They have the number one overall pick. But if they number win two. these next three games. Number two. Malcolm. Number two. Oh, number two. They okay. They're number, they're, they fell out of number two. If they continue to win these, these next few games, I think we're going to see a mixture, probably more of an angry fan base because now they don't own a top two pick and they probably won't end up getting one of those edge rushers. What do you guys feel like? How Do, do you want the Detroit Lions to continue to just play their ass off or are you team tank? Build the culture, man. Build the culture of winning. I don't necessarily think they'll win maybe another game this year, but, you know, just build the culture, have a high momentum going into the offseason, and, you know, that could do some wonders for you. Obviously, it would suck not having a top three pick or top two pick, whatever it may be. But, um, you know, as winning as many games as for this team who's trying to build a foundation right now, I think it's more important than necessarily the draft pick. I think Brad Holmes has proved to you that, he could draft good players at any point of the draft. So I would say, you know, if you can win games, they're not going to take any game. Like, that's the reality. But I'm saying from a yeah. fan perspective, um, yeah, I'm okay with them winning games at this point just because of where they are as a team. And, you know, they just need any momentum that they can get right now. So I, I would say win as many games. Let's go. Yeah, team, team momentum. Right. If you're, like, picking at seven or three, obviously there's difference in talent. But we got Sewell at seven. Um, and Brad Holmes knows how to identify talent. We've yeah. seen it in L.A. We've seen yep. it here, too, a little. Like, in the fourth round, he got I'm, I'm Ross St. Brown. And yep. he looks like a first-rounder right now, the way he's been playing, right? Yep. So, if they continue to hit on picks, it doesn't matter where they pick. Obviously, you have a higher chance of hitting at the pick when you draft higher. Obviously, that's with anything. But they're pretty good at drafting. We've seen yeah. that so far. Yeah, no, but, I mean... I wouldn't be mad if we had the number one or number two picking. <laughs> right. Up. I mean, also, like... <laughs> And Not to get off topic, but there's still like some stuff like George Karafalis, right? Out of Purdue, the edge rusher, Kyle Hamilton, Derek Stingley. If they want to go corner, I'm not, I don't know about that, but uh, DeMarvin Leo, the AM uh, defense tackle, he's a beast. Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah, you go receiver if you want, maybe. So there's still like a lot of talent you could hit on. It's not like it's just a lot, yeah. But I, I, I will also say this though if the Lions, if this is their last one of the season and the last what is it, four games of the season. You know they end up losing, but they have good fight. I I I would be okay with that too. Like if this is what it is for the rest of the season, and we just see the coaches make smart play calls, and you know they're giving us a chance every single week, but we're not winning. I think that would be more successful to the Lions because I think getting a more elite talent would help. And I and I know we mentioned the fact that Holmes could evaluate talent, so I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate right now. But because I think a top two pick would really help the organization kind of take that next step because. You obviously have a higher chance of taking an elite player, obviously right. not guarantee. But if this was what it was for us the season, this was our last one of the season, I think that's fine too. Yeah. All right. I agree with you guys 100%. Let's just get this rack up these dubs Um, and bring up the next guest. We have Isaac. You're... 
What's happening? What's happening, Isaac? Yo, what's up? What's, what's up, up, bro? How you doing? Doing good. Feeling good. I just wanted to come on here and uh, shout out Will Harris. Let's go, man. I'm a big Will Harris yeah. hater, but he actually <laughs> he played you your worst today. Will Harris, let's go. And I think Will Harris made a lot of people eat their words today. Like everyone was obviously with scared good cause with good cause, very scared to watch him today play. I was terrified. Cornerback, um, but you know he played really well today, and you know, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, Isaac. That was a good one, a good good job yeah. for Will Harris too. Yeah, I was very surprised. And Charles Harris, of course. Charles Harris has been really good. He's been, he's been, he's been, he's been, been, been a day good. of the Harris's. Yeah, Will Harris, Charles Harris, <laughs> the Harris <Yeah>. brothers. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, man. We... Oh man, the Harris brothers. And I wanted to ask yeah. about uh, Okuda to safety. Do you guys think that's a possibility, or I think it's a legitimate possibility. I think they can. I I think that's a legit possibility. Depending on how recovery goes, I know he would obviously probably want to still be a corner, and he has the traits to be a really good corner, obviously, but. I don't think it's out of the realm that he could have a position switch. And I think, honestly, it could maybe save his career if he changes positions. I said I've been saying this for the, probably forever. Um, if you want to get the elite out of him, I think this will make him elite. He's if a great they move him to safety, I think he'll be able to see the field better. I think he'll be able to make more plays on the ball. And he makes great open field tackles. So I think this would – you want to get a Pro Bowl safety, I think he can be a Pro Bowl safety. I think he'll be a, a all-pro player at safety if they move him. Now, are they going to do it? Is he going to be okay with it? I don't know, but I think that would be that would get the best out of him. Yeah, I agree. You, you with that, Pierre? You like the move of Lakuta's safety? Well, first I want to see what he try him out at corner, right? I I still think he's a really talented corner. Like if he's healthy, obviously, because we yeah. saw what AP did with Jerry Jacobs and all these other guys, right? Imagine what he could do with a talent like Okuda. Akuda still like I don't want to give up on him at corner. I still really think highly of him. He just needs to stay healthy. I'm with you, Pierre. I think he'll still get another opportunity just because you're still going to be rebuilding next year. You're not your expectations of the wins losses don't really change next year, so you could still experiment that once he fully recovers and he's healthy and is able to play in NFL games again. I think that will be the experiment. But I think if he struggles again, I think that's what could save his career if he if he doesn't work out at corner. You can move yeah, to and, a strong like, safety or something like that. This year he was given that number one corner spot. I don't think next year he's going to have that. I think he's going to have to. He's going to. He's going to have to fight for it. Yeah, absolutely um, not. Yeah, he's going to have to fight for it. Probably with iffy if Jerry Jacobs healthy, maybe a free agent or another rookie, right? So yeah. we'll see. Yep. I don't think they're going to just give him that spot like how they did this year. No, he has to prove it at this point. I mean, he had a, only one game, but it was a tough first game, and obviously coming off a very serious injury. And playing against a really good receiver too. Debo Samuel makes everyone look stupid. True. True. All right, Isaac, do you have any other questions? Um, I wanted to ask you guys about Anzarike. Do you guys think he's, like, playing good? I'm not really good at telling how a defensive tackle is affecting the game, but do you guys think he's been solid or what? He got hurt in this game at the end of the game, which right. really sucked. So I want to see what the leading, I guess, more – I want to see more information on that, if that's serious or not. Hopefully not. I mean, I think he's been – okay he's been a ghost at some points during the year and then he's obviously affected some plays it's been a very average to below average year for Onzerike. i think for where we drafted him and how he's played i think he's been okay 
Yeah, I'm kind of with uh, Tyler. Like, they took him in, like, the second round, and he was hurt, so they slowly brought him in. And the past few weeks, he's made some plays, and today the Lions were disrupting the interior. I don't know if that was him or someone else, but I'd say he's he's okay. I don't think, like, I don't think he's a bust or anything yet. It's not fair to call him that. Um, no. I still think highly of him, too. I think he could be really good. He just needs to stay healthy, get consistent. Another year in the system, another year of getting stronger, right? So he'll be fine, man. All right, all right. Well, big fan of you guys. Been supporting for a while. Keep up the good work, guys. Yeah, we noticed it, Isaac. I see you always liking my tweets and stuff, so I appreciate right, that, cool. man. Yeah, yeah. I listen to the pod occasionally. Appreciate that, man. Thanks, We appreciate Isaac. that, man. Yeah, have a good Sunday, Isaac. You too. Stay safe, guys. Yep. Yep. Okay. Is that is that about it, or we got somebody else? I think we're running out of time. Yeah. I think we, that's we, it. Yeah, we're running. Yeah. Video. All right. I right. uh, hope you guys all enjoyed. Thank you guys for the new experiment. I think maybe we we found a new cure and a new curse that was finally broken today. So the curse of Peter watching football uh, Lions games and winning has been broken because <laughs> he watched today and they won. So that curse has officially been broken. And I think we want a new cure to maybe winning football games, and this is something we're gonna have to continue. Twitter Spaces makes a debut for the podcast, and what do you know? We get a win. Right. Twitter Spaces for the win. So I hope you guys all enjoyed. We'll be doing a show tomorrow off air or off live, I should say. Um, we'll be doing a show tomorrow of the final report card of this Lions-Cardinals game. And then later on this week, we will do a preview of the next Lions game when they play the Atlanta Falcons. Potentially a special guest coming on. We don't know officially yet. It hasn't been confirmed, but potentially a special guest coming on this week to help preview the Atlanta Falcons. But with that being said, hope you guys all enjoyed again. And I'm signing off, guys. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I'm out. Peace. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.